Cottonwood Publications presents the Financial Freedom Pack, the four newly released books by the author and prolific writer, Dr. Michael Cottonwood. Titles are 21 Reasons Why No Believer or a Pastor Should Be Poor, How to Get Out of Debt and Stay Out of Debt, Steps to Becoming Debt Free, Why Budgeting is Not an Option, and Reasons Why People Walk in Lack. Order your copies today by calling 0208-689-6010 or order online at Amazon.co.uk, www.hasajuda.org. UK or michaelhottonwood.org. Debit or credit card accepted. Secure online payments by Visa card, MasterCard, Charge card, Stored Value card, Leech card, and PayPal. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Money Matters this Wednesday morning. God richly bless you for taking the time to be with us this morning. As usual, I would like to encourage every one of us to start sharing, sharing and inviting everyone that you know to join us to be financially empowered. God bless you. Tell somebody, tax somebody, and share this on your timeline. God richly bless you. Nanapoku, you are welcome. God bless you for joining us, Nanapoku, this morning. Mama B, God bless you for joining us. God richly bless you. We are continuing our series, hoping to finish that today on what separates the rich from the poor. What are the characteristics that separates the rich from the poor? And that is from my book, 21 Reasons Why No Believer Should Be Poor. 21 Reasons Why No Believer, No Pastor, No One Should Be Poor. 21 Reasons Why No Believer or Pastor Should Be Poor. Or remain poor. It is a taboo. It is an error for any one of us to be poor. When Jesus became poor, that we shall become rich. So you can order this book from houseofjuda.org.uk, houseofjuda.org.uk. So we're looking at what separates the rich from the poor. What are some of the characteristics that separate the rich from the poor? What are the things that the things that the rich do? that the poor don't do, or what are the things that the poor do that the rich don't do, which distinguishes them and separates them in their field. We've looked at this about at about 20 of them, so we're going to look at the next seven today by the grace of God. So I will mention number 21, that the poor don't like hard work. Like I said, when we're talking about the poor, we're talking about people who have come across information that will get them out of their poverty or lack or insufficiency, but don't act upon it. To be to be raised in a family that is poor or to meet your family poor is excusable, but to leave that family poor with information and revelation, insight and wisdom that is available in our day is inexcusable. So I was raised in a just enough home, enough home, but we've moved from just enough or not enough to more than enough to the point of being a blessing all by knowledge, by understanding, by wisdom, by hard work, by smart work, virtually by engaging divine wisdom, which is the proper application of knowledge and the truth, which is God's word. So everyone can come out of poverty. Everyone can come out of lack. Everyone can come out of insufficiency. There are no, you know, there's a description of nations in three classes, first world, second world, and third world. There are no third world nations. There are only third world people in their minds. 
There are no third world nations. You know, the first world, second world, and then they say third world. There are no third world nations. There are only third world citizens, third world people. Because even in the, in the, in the nations that they call first world, there are still poor people within the first world. And the nations that they call first world, they are, they are, in the nations that they call first world, there are poor people within them and rich people within them. And the nations that they call second or third world, there are still rich people right there. So, there are no third world nations. They are fair, they are, they are, they are well, third world thinking, third world mentality. Everyone can come out of luck. Everyone can come out of poverty. You have to believe it. Don't keep uh, believing the report. You know, of people that say, you know, we, we, we were born poor. Jesus said, the poor you will always have with you. But he didn't say, you should be one. <laughs> Jesus said, the poor you will always have with you. But he said, but I will not be here forever. So the lady who was pouring alabaster ointment on me said, leave her alone to do what she needs to do. What Jesus was saying, there are poor people in the world and there are rich people in the world. And he described himself as a greater than Solomon is here. And we carry that same potential of a greater than Solomon to become wiser than Solomon and wealthier and richer than Solomon in our day. Only if we'll apply the word of God. There are no third world nations. There are only third world people. Because even in third world nations, the kind of houses that they, they, they live in and the kind of cars that they drive, the kind of things that they're able to achieve in certain third world nations is <laughs> not the nation. It's the people. It's not the nation. It's the people. It's what the people do with knowledge. And one of the things that separates the rich from the poor is hard work. The poor don't like hard work. Some actually hate and detest the word work. But the rich love their work. I told you last week that to the rich, their their vocation becomes a vacation. (laughs) So, so, the poor don't like hard work. They like to sit down. They have somehow the entitlement mentality. People should do it and then bring it to them. No, there are no poor people. <laughs> there are poor people and there are rich people in the first world, second world, and third world based on what they do with inside information, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Unfortunately, the poor who remain poor do like hard work. Some actually hate and detest the word work, but the rich love their work. They love smart work and they get better at it every day. They consider their vocation as a vacation. Glory to God. Then number 22, poor people give excuses for being poor and staying poor. And that's why they remain poor. They're always giving excuses as to why they are poor and why they stay poor. Like the gentleman by the pool of Zipsilom or Bethesda who said for 38 years he was right there by the pool instead of dragging himself either through, you know, uh, 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 into the sea, into the pool to be healed. He stayed there 38 years and his excuse was, there's nobody to put me in the pool. There's nobody to put you in the pool. If you are desperate to come out of the state in which you are, whether it's poverty, lack, or insufficiency, you will drag yourself into the pool. So poor people give excuses for being poor, and for staying poor. However, rich people find reasons to become rich and wealthy. You see, the poor give excuses. The rich find reasons. The poor give excuses. The rich find reasons. See, see there's always a difference. It's not only prayer and fasting. The poor give excuses for being and staying poor. I was raised in a just enough home. 
I decided it ends with my mother's generation. So I found a reason. Instead of giving excuses that my father didn't do this or didn't do that, or my mother, whatever. Poor people give excuses for being or staying poor. Rich people find reasons to become rich and wealthy. Proverbs 22, 29 says, Yes, thou a man that is, is what diligent in his business. Hard working. Smart working. He says, the diligent, the hard worker, the smart worker will stand before nobles, nobles, nobles. So diligence, hard work, smart work, diligence is key to becoming rich and wealthy and influential. When you read Genesis 1-1, even God worked. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. He was working. John 4.34, Jesus said, my meat is to do work, do the will of him that sent me, and to finish it. And then in John 9, 4, he says, um, the night cometh, I must work the works of him that sendeth me, for the night cometh when no man can work. So, like I said, hard work does not wear people out. It's wrong work that does. Then you have in Numbers 13, 30, Caleb still the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well in. Hard work does not wear people out. It's wrong work that does. What are the things that separate the rich from the poor? Number 23, the poor can't see anything much more success while the rich can see potential, possibilities, progress, and success. Helen Keller, a blind woman from birth who succeeded in life, despite her handicap, was asked what was worse than blind eyes. She was asked what was worse than blind eyes. She said in a classic statement, one with sight but no vision. One with sight but no vision. One with sight but no vision. The rich are driven. The wealthy are driven. The successful are driven. The influential are driven. The influential are driven. Their philosophy is just like Jesus on the screen. My food, my meat is to do, which involves working. Do the will of him that sent me and to finish it. Then number 24, it was Mike Murdoch, the apostle of wisdom. The apostle of wisdom, Dr. Mike Murdoch, who said the hatred of the rich by the poor could be the reason why they are still poor. Rich people know certain things and practice certain things. The quickest way to know what the rich man knows is to find out from them or from their books or their materials and to do exactly what they did and to attract more results. So Mike Murdoch said the hatred of the rich by the poor who don't want to put the effort in but maintain what uh, entitlement mentality or keep giving excuses. He said the hatred of the rich by the poor could be the reason why they are poor, could be the reason why they are poor. They hate the rich. So what you don't respect, you don't attract. What you hate, you can't attract. What you despise, you can't attract. What you criticize, you cannot attract. So he says the hatred of the rich by the poor could be the reason why they are so poor. So that could be one of the reasons why the rich stay rich and the poor stay poor. The poor hate the rich and so cannot attract what they carry. Then number 25, rich people stay rich by living like they are broke. Broke people stay broke by living like they are rich. What are the practical things that separate the rich from the poor? The hatred of the rich by the poor could be the reason why they are poor. 
Rich people stay rich by behaving, dressing, carrying themselves like they are broke. But broke people stay broke by living like they are rich. When resources or blessings come into their hands, they, they change their standard of living instead of raising their standard of giving. They go shopping, they go, you know, boosting and, you know, throwing their, 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 their resources around, just throwing parties and trying to impress people. Rich people stay rich by behaving like they are broke, but broke people stay broke by living like they are poor. Those are some of the reasons why the rich keep getting richer and the poor keep getting poorer. Then 26, the rich don't work for money. The rich allow their monies to work for them. The rich don't work for money. The rich don't work for money. They allow their monies to work for them. They make money, they manage money, and they multiply money. Rich people don't work for their money. The poor and the middle class work for money. The poor and middle class work for money. But the rich have money working for them. The rich have monies working for them. The rich don't work for money. They make their monies work for them. They make the money, they manage the money, and they allow the money to multiply through profitable investments. The rich don't work for money. The poor and the middle class work for money. These are some of the characteristics and differences between the rich and the poor. And if we will take on these characteristics and these habits and these behaviors, our stories will change. Number 27 is where we want to dwell today, 27 and 28. The rich are committed to distribution and contribution. The rich are generous, are liberal. Scatter their seeds. Always a blessing to others. Different kinds of philanthropic work, charity work, benevolence. The rich are committed to distribution and contributions of their resources for the benefit of others and for good causes. While the poor remain consumers, always keeping what they have and what they receive. The rich have monies working for them. One of the ways in which they have their monies work for them is Sowing by many waters. The rich are committed to distributions and contributions of their resources for the benefit of others and for good causes. While the poor remain consumers, always keeping what they have in order to what, what they have or what they receive. Resources comes into the hand of those who remain poor. They keep it with them. They are fearful of distribution. They are fearful of contribution. They are fearful of adding value to others. They think giving is a loss. Whereas to the rich, giving to them is a profit. They are actually looking for avenues, avenues, avenues to, to distribute, avenues to contribute and to add value to people. Proverbs chapter 11, 25 to 26 says, The liberal soul shall be made fat. The liberal soul shall be made. This is a stated fact. This was stated by the richest man in his day, the rich, the liberal soul shall be made fat. That's those who are liberal, those who are distributors shall be made fat. The rich are committed to distributions and contribution of their resources for good causes. The poor are consumers and hold on to what they have. 
the liberal soul, Proverbs, King Solomon said in Proverbs 11, 25 to 26, the liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall be watered also himself. The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. He that withholdeth corn, the people shall curse him, but blessing shall be upon the head of him that selleth it. No one will ever be blessed beyond his or her capacity to be a blessing. Abraham was told by God why he was going to be blessed. He said, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make you a great nation. And he said, in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Ladies and gentlemen, that is where we must get to. In us shall all the nations of the earth be blessed and be empowered. Listen to Proverbs 20, 11, 25 to 26. It says, the generous soul shall be made rich. So we're talking about the difference between the rich and the poor. Why are the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer? One of the characteristics of the rich among many is they are generous. They are liberal. He said the generous soul or the generous person will be made rich. What's the opposite? <laughs> the person who's stingy and also always holding on to what they have will never be rich. And he who waters will also be watered himself. He said the people will curse him who withhold grain, but blessing will be upon the head of him that sells it or gives it out or distributes or contributes. These are the characteristics of the rich. They are generous. They are givers. They are benevolent. They are always giving, always distributing, always be the blessing. Glory to God. That shall be your portion. So the rich are committed to distribution and contribution of their resources. Whereas the poor who remain poor always holding, always keeping what they carry. So there's no multiplication in their system. The generous soul shall be made rich and he who waters shall also be watered himself. And listen to what he says. Generally, people will always curse those who withhold grain, but blessing will be upon the head of him who sells it. Glory to God. So let's finish. Number 28 with mentality. Mentality 28. Mentality has a lot to do in separating and distinguishing <clears throat> those who are rich from those who are poor. See, poverty mentality leads to poverty. Prosperity mentality leads to prosperity. Poverty or Poverty is generated from a poverty mentality. And like I said, it doesn't matter what nation you are in. You could be in the third world, first world, or second world. If you have a poverty mentality, it results in you being poor. Because as a man thinketh, so is he. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you think poor, you become poor. You think rich and wealthy, you become rich and you become wealthy. So poverty mentality leads to poverty, and prosperity mentality leads to prosperity. Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad, <clears throat> Poor Dad, said one of the reasons the rich get richer and the poor get poorer and the middle class struggles in debt is that the subject of money <clears throat> is taught at home, but not in school. Strange that we go to school for all these years and they don't teach us anything about money matters. That is why this platform is important and other men and women of God and businessmen and women 
who are teaching on this subject to educate the masses. That's why it's very important. But everything begins in the mind. That's why the next thing after you're born again is renew your mind. Renew your mind. Mind renovation, mind renewal, mind revolution. He said, as he thinketh in his heart, in his soul, so is he. As a man thinks, if you think poor, you become poor. You think rich, you become rich. He said, the rich, one of the reasons the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. And the middle class struggles in debt is that the subject of, of money is taught at home, but not in school. He said, most of us learn about money from our parents. I said, beggarly parents produce beggarly children, but rich parents, generous parents produce generous children. What can the poor parents tell their children about money when they don't know about money? They will probably simply say, stay in school, steady hard. The child may graduate with excellent grades, but with a poor person's financial programming and mindset, like Mama B just said, it's all about mindset, 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 mindset. Poverty mentality leads to poverty. Rich mentality leads to riches. That rich thinking leads to riches. Poor thinking leads to poverty. So what are we reading? What before our eyes, we are never told anything about money in school. And we have to change that in our generation. In our generation, we must change that. Sadly, money is not taught in schools. Schools focus on scholastic and professional skills, but not financial skills. This explains why smart bankers, doctors, accountants, lawyers who earn serious, excellent grades may struggle financially all their lives including those who even have business management degrees and even those who teach on business management. Our staggering national debt is due in large part to highly educated politicians and government officials making financial decisions with little understanding or training in the subject of money. Let me repeat that. He said our staggering national debt is due in large or partly to a highly, to highly educated politicians and government officials making financial decisions with little or no training in the subject of money. This is what makes every Wednesday our, our, our program on financial literacy crucial. Apart from everything else that you learn, you need to learn about financial literacy. I remember Dr. Miles Monroe one day was preaching on financial management. He said he believes that one of the main curriculums that must be taught in Bible schools for ministers, for us who graduate from Bible schools, was financial management. He said we learn about everything, eschatology, psychology, theology, everything. But unfortunately, during our day, nothing was put in there to teach people on financial management and acquiring financial skills. So the main reason and distinction between the rich and poor is largely based on mentality. Mentality, how we think, mentality. Mentality matters in determining the outcome and the quality of our lives. Mentality matters, mentality matters, mentality matters. If you think shortage, you experience shortage. If you think abundance, you experience abundance. If you read on finances, your mindset changes, your approach changes, and you begin to experience better results. So 
Poverty mentality leads to poverty. Poverty mentality leads to poverty. Rich mentality leads to riches and wealth. Poverty mentality leads to poverty. Rich and prosperity mentality leads to riches. So in the Robert Kiyosaki's book again, Rich That Poor That, he said, because I had two influential fathers, I learned from both of them. And I had, because I learned from both of them, I had to think about each dad's advice. And in doing so, I gained valuable insight into the power and the effect of one's thoughts on one's life. The effect of our thoughts on our lives. And our thoughts are triggered by the books we read, the messages we listen to, the DVDs or the videos, or what we watch on TV, what we said before our eyes, and what we put before, what we put into our ears. Then he began to explain some of the examples of the mentality of his two dads. One of them used to have a particular mentality, another had another mentality, which reflected in the things that he said. So let me give you a few as we begin to round up and we'll continue this. This Saturday at lunch hour with High Achievers, I'm looking at the greatest investment in life. Greatest investment in life, and I'm going to touch on this as well. And the next week, Wednesday, we'll continue from where we leave off. He said there are two dads. Rich that, poor that, based on their mentalities. They are based on their mentalities. He said, um, it's one of, one of them said to him when he was speaking, there were two statements, the two, uh, the statements were made by rich that, and then the poor that, based on their mentality, and that's what determined, uh, their results. He said, one of them would say, I can't afford it. The other that forbade those words to be used but rather insisted on saying, how can I afford it? Instead of saying, I can't afford it. The second dad used to say, how can I? Instead of saying, I can't afford it, he would rather say, how can I afford it? Now, one is a statement and the other is a question. One lets you off the hook and the other offers you, <laughs> gives you other forces to think about. So one was a question, one was a statement. One would say, I cannot afford it. As a final statement, but the other person will ask the question, how can I afford it? In other words, I'll find ways and means to get this thing done. So one was a statement and one was a question. One lets you off the hook. The other forces you to think, to generate solutions to the problem. He said, my soon-to-be-rich dad would explain that by automatically saying the words, I can't afford it, your brain stops working. Your brain stops working. But by asking the question, how can I afford it? Your brain is put to work. And it did not mean that you should buy everything that you want. But what he meant by that was one saying, I cannot afford it, just shuts the door. The other saying, how can I afford it? Triggers his mind and his brain to start working to generate solutions to the problem. Glory to God. I trust you have been blessed. I'm going to give you about uh, how many of the, the statements were about 16 statements. So look out next week, Wednesday. Join us here at the same time. We're going to look at, we're going to be dwelling on mentality. The mentalities that separate the rich from the poor. It began with, um, I can't afford it. And the other saying, how can I afford it? So we're going to continue from there next week, Wednesday at 11 a.m. So invite as many people that you know to join us on this platform to benefit from this powerful financial freedom keys. Glory to God. Finally, we'd like to invite you to join us 
set your notifications to join us for our Movers and Shakers Summit. We just finished by the grace of God. The um, 14 days of glory. We are grateful to God. It went very well. We are thankful to God. Now you have the opportunity to join us for Movers and Shakers from Thursday the 1st to Sunday the 4th. Thursday the 1st to Sunday the 4th. Thursday the 1st to Sunday the 4th of July. So take note of the details on the screen. Take a screenshot of the flyer and join us Thursday evening 7 p.m. Friday evening 7 p.m. Saturday afternoon 12 noon and Sunday morning 11.30 a.m. So take a note of the details right there. Take a screenshot of the flyer and join us from the 1st to the 4th of July, which is going to be next weekend. We can't wait. And the theme is more than Congress. How you can become more than a conqueror financially in your health, in your career, in your business, spiritually, and in every area of your life. So mark your calendars, set your notifications to join us next week, uh, Wednesday, and then the program starts on Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Once again, thank you all for joining us this evening. As usual, share this message everywhere. Share it to be a blessing to everyone that you know. God bless you, and we look forward to see you next Wednesday. We'll be back on Friday for our prayer meeting, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. And then this Saturday, once again, we're dealing with um, the greatest investment you can make in your life, the greatest investment. So don't miss it for anything. Look forward to see you. God richly bless you. Bishop Dr. Michael Hutton Wood, the Senior Pastor of House of Judah, UK, the Happy Church, presents six dynamic life-changing books that will catapult you to higher heights entitled Success Has No Uncles, 12 Cancers to Avoid at All Costs in Leadership, Ministry, and Management. You have only one life. Make it count. Understanding and releasing the power of first fruit offerings and tithes. Invoking the incredible power of altars and sacrifices. Forgive, but don't forget. Success is self-determined. Success consists of little daily efforts. And failure consists of little daily neglects. Daniel said, I understood by books. No matter what life throws at you, stay focused and keep moving through relevant and current information. These books are definitely a must for your library. Order your copies today by calling or visiting our website www.housejitter.org.uk or using the information on your screen.